You're listening to the Meeting Midway Podcast, a podcast of Midway United Methodist Church in Alpharetta, Georgia, featuring Pastor Jenny Andoni and Pastor Amanda Lane. Over the course of the podcast, we'll hear how the church relates to the real-world issues that matter to you and how God loves us all. Now, let's meet Midway. excited? All right. It's good to be in the house of the Lord today. It is good and it's blessed to see you this day. I am so happy you're here to worship God. Now hear this great scripture from Mark chapter 12, verse 30 through 32. It's called the greatest commandment. So you might want to listen up to this one. Everybody listening? All right. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind, and all your strength. The second is this, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. There is no commandment greater than this. That's it. That's the greatest commandment. Let's hear this. Now let's go on to worship.
at Midway. My name is Scott Sinkowitz and I'm the Director of Media and Facilities. We have many wonderful things going on at Midway and I want to highlight a few of the ministries in this announcement. While you're listening, scan this QR code to be taken to the What's Happening page where you can find today's announcements and more opportunities to get involved. While you're there, please register your attendance and share any prayer requests with us. This past Friday we had a wonderful turnout at our movies at Midway. Thank you to your Children's Council and all the volunteers who helped make this evening such a success. Students grades 6 through 12 are invited to sign up for our Youth Fall Retreat. We are going to Awanatah Valley in South Carolina. The retreat is the weekend of November 3rd through 5th. Please register online. The cost is $199 and scholarships are available. Contact Nate for more information at nate at midwayumc.org. Remember, all this information can be found on the What's Happening page which you can access by scanning the QR code in your bulletin. 
Now will you please join me in a word of prayer? Father God, we love you and we thank you for this church. God, we pray that in this moment that you will teach us how to be more like Christ in every way. God, I pray that our worship is an incredible sound to your ears and that we'll continue to walk outside of these walls to share the love of Christ with those in need. It's in your name that we pray. Amen. I invite our children to come forward now for our children's sermon this morning. Good morning, my friends. How are y'all? Good, good. I have a question today. We're going to be talking about friends. How do you know if someone wants to be your friend? Abigail? They're nice to you? Yeah, they treat you like you're a friend. Anybody else? Do they say, hey, can we maybe play together? They invite you to do things, maybe on the playground or in your neighborhood. Now, here's another question. Think about this. Think in your head about your best friend. How did you become best friends? You just asked her. Passed a note that said, do you want to be my friend? That works. Awesome. Charlie. Yeah, you want to be a best friend and love someone. That's very good. Yeah, you show your best friend that you want to be their friend by showing them love, by maybe asking them, by spending time with them and saying, hey, let's hang out. Do you think that you could be a really good friend if, if you said, all right, we're going to be friends, but I'm never going to say, I'm never going to see you. It's kind of hard, right? We can't be friends if we don't get to talk and we don't get to hang out. Well, um, today we're talking about what it means to love God, to attend, to to stay in love with God. And you know what? God is kind of like your friend. You got to spend time with God in order to get to know him. What are ways do you think that we in the church can get to know God? That we can learn about God? Guys are so quiet this morning. Where did, some of y'all just went to something from 9.45 to 10.45. You were in a classroom and you got to play games and do arts and crafts. What is that? Sunday school? Did you guys go to Sunday school? Yeah. So going to Sunday school and learning about God there is a good one. What about this big room right here? With sanctuary, you come to worship to learn more about God. Do you, those, those words that we sing... They tell us a little bit about God. What about, what about this? Is this a way? Praying? Can I, learn about, can I get to know God a little bit more that way? There are so many ways that you can get to know God and get to learn more about God. And God wants that. God looks at each and every one of you and says, I want to be your friend. And so if we're going to be friends with God... We also have to take time to spend time with God. We can't just say, all right, we're friends. They're going to talk again. That would be silly. So I want to encourage you when you go home, when you go to school, wherever you go, think about ways that you can be a friend of God. Maybe that means at school, 
you remember to say a blessing before lunch or a blessing or a prayer during uh, a quiet time at school or maybe at home, mom and dad, you guys talk to mom and dad about, um, about God. There's so many ways that we can learn and that we can learn more about God. And I want you guys, uh, you got a lot to learn. We all have a lot to learn. Me, you, the other adults in this room as well. So will you pray with me? Repeat after me. Dear God, thank you for loving us. Help us to love you. Amen. All right, y'all may go back to your parents, sit with them, or head to Children's Church. Now is our opportunity to worship God through our giving. Uh, this morning we're receiving a special offering for Wellroot. Wellroot is a ministry that's been going on for 150 years here in the North Georgia Conference. It's a ministry of the United Methodist Church, and it supports uh, foster families and kids and also families that are seeking reunification. So please consider making a second-mile gift to this extremely important ministry. Uh, Let us pray. Almighty and gracious God, we ask your blessings upon these thy gifts uh, that we return to you for your use in your kingdom and for the healing of, of children and families through our foster system. And we thank you for the ministry of Wellroot and for all the good that is being done in your name. For it's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Let us pray.
Almighty and gracious God, you love us with a love that will not let us go. How we long to know and love you in the way that you know and love us. Lord, we thank you for showing us your love through the life, the death, and the resurrection of your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. We long to know Jesus and to be more like him, more loving, more selfless, more prayerful, so that we might reflect his love to our world. Lord, thank you for giving us the means by which we can be transformed into the people that you have created and called us to be. The community of faith that you have formed us to be. We know that we need to be more devoted to the practices of faith, to worship, to prayer, to Bible study, and to service. But we let the busyness of life and the distraction of technology fill that space where we might be in communion with you. Forgive us, Lord. And set us on that path of total devotion to you and to Jesus' way of life. Help us, Lord, to take time to be holy, to spend time alone with you each day, to listen and to converse with you and with those who love you that we might grow in likeness to you through our community of faith. Especially today, we pray for those who do not know you or your love for them. Help us to be vessels of your love. We lift up to you the sick, the addicted, the depressed, the mentally ill, the grieving, the lonely, and the abused. We pray especially for those children that are being ministered to through Wellroot. As your church, Lord, help us to do no harm, to do the most good, and to always stay in love with you. For we offer this prayer in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, who taught us to pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Good morning. I'm Amanda Lane. I'm one of the pastors here at Midway, and it's my pleasure this morning I get to share with you um, what God has laid on my heart. Let's uh, go to God in prayer. Almighty God, we thank you for this day and for this time and for this opportunity we have to come before you, to worship, to pray, and God, to hear your word. Lord, I pray this morning that your words would be heard. And those words might transform our heart. In your name we pray. Amen. When I became a parent, I was not prepared for after the infancy stage. Where the children, where your children begin to develop a personality. And you begin to sort of see how they 
are developing as a person. Um, beyond the needs that my boys have, like food and water and sleep, I have really, really enjoyed getting to know them and getting to know their different personalities. Uh, For example, David, even in infancy, he was wide-eyed and moving. Some of y'all have seen him. He doesn't stop. That's what he was like when he was a baby as well. He had the fear of missing out. He didn't want to miss anything that was going on. And he's always a go, go, go type of kid today. Um, He and I have enjoyed our little adventures that we get to have where we go out um, and just have fun. He's become interested in so many different things. And I, along with him, have learned about these different things. For example, I have learned a lot about pirates I have learned a lot about planets, and I've learned a lot about Pokemon, simply because it's something that David is interested in. And so I sit, and I learn about all of these things. As David has grown, and as he entered elementary school, I've seen an empathetic child develop, someone who wants to help someone who wants to jump in and help wherever he can. He's very observant and will often try to, um, to, to ease anything with, with his brother. He usually tries to help with his brother. Um, he cares deeply about me, about our family. He likes to ask us in the evenings, hey, how did your day go? Uh, David comes into church with me on Sundays, and you guys have heard before, Pastor Jenny said that she can often hear the questions that he asks from my office every Sunday morning. There's a lot of them. Um, What she doesn't have to hear is the drive-in. There's about 15 minutes where we talk about everything, everything and anything, and it amazes me how inquisitive he is. And, and this, the questions and the conversations then show me sort of where his mind is and how he's developing as a person, what he understands. Um, we love to go on David and mommy dates. And when David wants to spend time with me, he'll ask me, mommy, can we have a David and mommy date? And what that means is we go out together, just me and him. Um, We go to Panda Express or we go to Launch or Chill Hill. His favorite place to go is Target. And I I can't count myself a more lucky mom uh, because Target is that number one place. He goes there to buy his Pokemon cards. Uh, But we enjoy our time together. And I love when he asks if he, want, if he can hang out with me because it shows me that he wants to get to know me, that he wants to learn about me. Just like I have learned about him and I'm still learning about him, he wants to develop a relationship with me when he says, Mommy, can we hang out? This is the case for any relationship. As, as you all heard when I was talking to the youth, the children You can't just say, hey, we're going to be friends, and then never talk to that person again. Same is true for our our spouse relationship, our parental relationship, relationships with our children, our neighbors, everything, including God. Um, We need to nurture our relationship with God. We've been talking about the three simple rules. Wesley mentioned these things in his writings and said, these are the ways that you can grow and develop your faith and make sure that you are growing in in the way that God desires us to grow. And he said the first one was do no harm, do good. And today we're talking about staying in love with God. Now, Wesley's rules were not meant to save us, but they were meant to help us develop our faith, to to grow. And we talked about those first two. But I think that if we focus on this third one, staying in love with God, those first two will come naturally. A relationship with God 
is probably the most important thing, is the most important relationship you will have in your life. This relationship can affect and it can improve other relationships. And like I said, it has to be nurtured. The more you focus on it, the more I believe that you will experience God transforming your heart and pushing you forward in your journey of faith. We can look at lots of examples in Scripture. You've got Moses who who went up and down Mount Sinai, and it says that um, oftentimes when he would come down from speaking with God, his his face was glowing such that the people, the Israel, Israel, was terrified. He, they were terrified. And then um, remember David. David was a man after God's own heart. And we have Elijah. All these three and many others that we read about are great examples of what it looks like to be growing in your faith and developing a strong relationship with God. But I think maybe the best example for us it's Jesus. Jesus, as he, as he developed his ministry, as he continued to walk on this earth, he brought with him the 12 disciples. And he showed them what it looked like to have a relationship with God. Our scripture tells us today that accepting Christ isn't just a one and done thing. It's not, I'm done and now I don't have to worry about doing anything else is something that is a continual thing that we do. So I'm going to ask Abigail Christensen to come up. She's going to read from uh, Colossians 2, verses 6 through 7. And while you open your Bibles, I just want to give you a um, an reminder about the book of Colossians. This book talks about God's sovereignty, and it talks about our participation, participation, in the life and the death and resurrection of Christ. As you therefore have received Christ Jesus the Lord, continue to walk with him, rooted and built up in him and established in the faith, just as you were taught, abounding in thanksgiving. The word of God for you, the people of God. Thanks be to God. Paul says, continue to walk in Christ. Continue on this journey keep going. Our, our early church founders, they knew. They knew what was essential for growing in the faith. The disciples, part of their job as they followed Jesus was to grow. They learned how to grow and how to develop their faith. I, um, I think I've mentioned before how people in Jesus' time became disciples. They would be called by a rabbi or an expert in the Torah, and and the rabbi often called the best and the brightest. And then they would call call these people, all, all of these disciples, and would follow them. And those who were called by the rabbis would start and begin to learn what that rabbi knew. That rabbi was to impart all of his knowledge on the disciples. And it said that, that they were, the image of what they were supposed to do was, was be so close to the rabbi, not to miss anything, any step, any breath, any, any thought that the rabbi had. They stayed so close to the rabbi that they would be covered in the dust of their rabbi. When their rabbi died, then these disciples would then call their own disciples because they were going to continue to teach the way of Torah based on what this rabbi said. So Jesus, Jesus called these disciples and, and they were not quite the best of the best, but Jesus called them anyway. And he said, come with me and I will show you how to love God and I'll show you how to love people. And so the disciples followed. And we also know, we see at the ascension, after Jesus was dead and resurrected, we see him saying, all right, now you do it. You go out and make other disciples. 
teach them what I have taught you. He was passing on the mantle, just like a rabbi does, saying, hey, I taught you these three years, now you go and do the same. Show people what it means to have a relationship with God. So in order for us to have that same relationship, that, that disciple type of relationship, we have to do the same thing. Now, I know Jesus is not physically here, and it's really hard to follow someone who's not physically in front of you, but one thing that, is, that we are blessed with is the Bible. And through the Bible, we read the teachings of Jesus and how he lived and what he did. We see that at times he stopped harm from coming to people. People that, that were rightly deserving of harm, according to the law. Jesus also did good by, by bringing people back into relationship with the community. And we see that, and the disciples saw that, and we're called to do that as well. But one thing that I also noticed about Jesus' way of, of life, of growth, of, journey, of journeying, is that he did it with others. Discipleship was not done alone. It was done with other people, like I said, those 12 men that he called to be in community with him. Discipleship, in whatever form it takes, helps us grow in our faith. Anytime that I've been part of a, a small group, and I'm sure some of y'all can, can relate to this, anytime I've been part of a small group, whether it's a Bible study where we focus um, explicitly on Scripture, or whether it's a, hey, let's get together and let's chat, let's lift each other up. Anytime I have gotten together with with believers, I have always been strengthened and encouraged in my faith. My relationship with God has grown in, in those relationships. And my understanding of who God is and what the kingdom of heaven looks like has also grown within those relationships. The disciples found that out too. They, they found that they grew together as they talked, as they walked, as they ate, as they prayed, as they learned, as they served together, they found their faith strengthened and their journey transformed. One such group um, is my ACE group. I just returned yesterday from a four-day trip with other clergy women in which, uh, and they're from all around our conference, um, but we, we got to choose our own topic, what we wanted to study, and we said, we want to focus on food and fellowship. It's my type of group. I knew I loved them from the beginning. Um, and what we do, we gather, when we gather together, we are constantly asking the question, how does food form us spiritually. Now, I know y'all who are, are, are been here for a while, you guys know that a, any good Methodist church forms around the table, right? We all come together, we bring our potluck, and we eat. But you know, I know that when we do eat, we find, find connection with others. I've watched it when we, when we do have fellowship time here. What's amazing about my group of clergy women is that we really didn't know each other to begin with, but over the course of these two years, we have found community in sharing a meal with one another. Our conversations have been fruitful and life-giving. They're encouraging, and, and they have taught me a lot about the kingdom of heaven, about what it looks like to be in community with other believers. They've helped me grow closer to God. Our time together always, always illuminates the kingdom of God. And that's what staying in, God, in love with God looks like. Whether you stay in love with God through prayer, through fasting, through meditation, through worship, 
the point is to grow and to glorify God. At the beginning of July, I spoke about how God was showing me a vision. And this is, this is something that is always nerve-wracking for a, a pastor to do, is to say, hey, I think God is telling me this. Do you think God is telling you this too? Um, God was showing me a vision of community here at Midway. And what that led me to, to do was to challenge you to help make community inside the walls and outside the walls of our church. I asked for people who were willing to lead, who had ideas for groups, what type of groups they wanted to participate in. I said, hey, come talk to me and, and let's talk about forming, um, forming these groups. Now, as I preached that sermon, I just kind of put it out there and left it. And I was nervous. I was thinking, all right, what if nobody comes and says, hey, I've got an idea, I want to do this, or what if nobody wants to, to begin a group? Um, but God gave us six new small groups this year. We are launching six groups this fall, and I'm so excited about that because it means that people are excited about community about growing in their faith, no matter what it looks like. It doesn't explicitly have to be reading scripture all the time. All of our small groups are about, are designed with this one priority of growing relationships, growing relationships with God and growing relationships with others. And through these relationships with others, with God, we find that we grow closer to God. We have Sunday morning Sunday school classes, and they, they study in, the, in our weekday Bible study, they study scripture and see how that applies to, to how they are to grow and to develop their faith life. Other small groups are focused on, on growth in Christian community. We have a lot of groups that are starting up this week and, and next month that are focused on just fun things. We have one group that's going to go out and have fun. They're going to go and find things to do, like the pumpkin patch or uh, Mercier Orchards. But you know, when you're in a car with lots of people, you tend to talk and you tend to grow and, become, and develop relationships. We have other groups that are going to join together to enjoy a meal, uh, other groups that will come together to make art. Faith conversations happen in these groups, especially when they are, are created to be a Christian community. Our relationship with God can, can be built through these groups. One of the groups that I'm really excited about that, that we launched this year, we launched just last week, um, is our Parents of Preschoolers. This group meets on Mondays and... Um, we have invited the preschool, the parents, the grown-ups, anybody in the preschool who wants to come, and they just come for an hour, and we talk. There's no agenda. It's very casual. But I was, I was really nervous when I said, hey, we're going to do this. What if, what if only one person shows up? What if I'm the only one that shows up? Um, but I want to show you that people are craving community. Because this past week, we had 12 people that came, 12 parents of preschoolers that came. And all of them, as, we were talking, as I was talking with them, they said, I'm so glad that this group is here because I've been praying for this. I've needed this support. They've needed support. They've, they've wanted a Christian community to help them navigate this time of life, the time where we find ourselves in uh, raising preschoolers and what that looks like. So why, why are these small groups important when there's so many other ways that we can grow in our faith? These small groups are important because they give us a glimpse of the kingdom. They help us see what the kingdom of God can become. 
I mentioned at the beginning of this sermon that this general rule that, that Wesley put forth is likely to be one of the most important ones, that staying in love with God will help you to do no harm and to do good. You see, if we're constantly growing in our relationship with Christ, if we're constantly trying to figure out what the kingdom of heaven looks like, then God will show us something over here isn't right. Something over here is hurting others. Let's change that. And God will say, something over here, you can join in this group, and you can do good. You can help bring the kingdom of heaven to these people. If you want to grow in your relationship with God, I, I want to invite you today, if you haven't already, to, to pick up one of these small groups booklets. They're on the uh, welcome table out back, and they have all of our groups that are launching this fall. If you're not connected to one of these groups, I encourage you to look through this, uh, this booklet and find a way to be connected. There, there are many ways, and I'd love to help you find that place. That's, my, that's what I'm here for, is to help you find a way to get connected to the body of Christ so that you can see the kingdom of God. Because we're called to develop that relationship. And in developing that relationship, we find that we will do no harm, that we will do good, and that we will stay in love with God. Let us pray. Almighty God, we thank you that you pursue us and that you desire a relationship with us. And God, we thank you so much that through that relationship, we are changed. In that relationship, you show us what the kingdom of heaven can look like. Almighty God, I pray this morning that we would find ourselves Christian community to encourage, to lift up, and to show us what it looks like to journey in faith and to grow more in love with you. In your name we pray. Amen.
Amen. Amen. These words, these lyrics, like I told the, the children, they are ways that we can grow in faith. I can't tell you how much my faith was formed by singing those hymns growing up. So as you go out today, I want to encourage you to find a way to connect with others, to grow into community so that you might do no harm, that you might do good, and you might stay in love with God. Go in peace. been listening to the Meeting Midway podcast from Midway United Methodist Church. The doors to our community are open to all, and we invite guests to join us at our services on Sunday. We have a traditional worship service at 8.30 a.m. in our historic chapel and a contemporary service at 11 a.m. in our modern sanctuary. For more information, check us out online at midwayumc.org. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you soon.